Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Awaken Me podcast. I am here with Anna today. Hello. And uh, we are talking about a topic that uh, has fascinated me for many years, and that is the idea of doubt. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to doubt? But before we jump into that, Anna, tell me a little bit about life and what it was like growing up on the farm. You didn't actually grow up on a farm, but you grew up in Modesto. I grew up in the, uh, sort of on a farm. Oh, well, yeah. tell me about it. Uh, it was great. We had an almond orchard, and sometimes we had cows. One time we had a horse. A horse. Uh, one time we had three goats. One of them was really mean, mm. um, and we named her after one of my teachers, which was maybe Ooh. a little risky, but was what we did. Did your teacher ever find out about this goat? I don't think so. Oh, praise the Lord. Pretty, pretty sure not. Okay. Good. Okay, good. No. <laughs> All right. So, did you grow up following Jesus, or what was your what was your introduction into faith? Um, I did. So, I grew up, and my had a Christian family, and so we attended sort of the same the same church the whole yeah. time I was growing up. And I was super active in the junior high group there. Uh, we moved to Germany. Fun fact: mm. when I was in middle school to when I was in high school, and sort of that was maybe the beginning of me being slightly less involved in the high school group in that transition time. And then when we got back and then going forward I sort of like lost interest but was still a Christian I would go every now and then I had other things going on so I just didn't so when did you have your your awakening in into faith in junior high junior when high. I was in seventh grade I was in a super great small group um and so I had a really great leader and a great couple of like girls in my group some of whom I'm still really close with um and so that was when I had sort of grown up with faith and then finally I was like no this is like my own thing and I'm going to do it for myself Okay, so you're taking ownership of your faith, and then yeah. you went to a Christian college, I know. Yeah, And I did. what happened there, because if college was anything like for you, like it was for me, uh, your perspective grew in the yeah, sense of, absolutely. for me, I realized I know a whole lot less than I thought I did. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about your experience. Yeah, so I went to George Fox University, which is in Oregon, and it's a small uh, private liberal arts Christian college, and I loved it. It was a really great experience. Um but when I was a freshman there, I was in the William Penn Honors Program there. And part of that program is looking at different texts from all over the world and in different times of history. And so when I was a freshman, that meant we were reading all sorts of stuff from biblical texts to ancient Greek things um, and things from like ancient Babylon. We did some like Near Eastern mm -hmm. or, or Eastern stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly which semesters was which, but I was exposed to a lot of that that I had not been exposed to previously. Okay. And uh, what did that do for your your faith in, in terms of specifically with doubt? Yeah. So one of the things that I think I had to grapple with early on in that program, and then uh, as part of that is that I was a biblical studies major. And my freshman year, I jumped right into an, uh, a really hard class for that, that only had people who were seniors and juniors um, and knew way more than I knew. Mm. Um and so that, coupled with my honors program classes, um, really, there were a lot of things that I was exposed to that I was like, oh, I've never heard that before. And that sounds like that's a pretty good option. Like, I don't know, like maybe that did happen. Maybe maybe the things we read about in the Old Testament were like mm, sort of dicey. Like maybe, maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. How do you know what the difference is? How do you tell? Um, so my freshman year was a lot of grappling with those sorts of questions. Yeah. Okay, so you're exposed to uh, essentially what I would call like literary criticism and how to interpret the Bible. Yeah. And you have different genres, and yep. as you consider all of those different factors involved, that influences your understanding of the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, so 
at this point, you're coming to a place of what I've been taught without the Bible, not that it wasn't true, but just it's different, mm-hmm. uh, and there's mm-hmm. so much more to explore. What did that do for your own like relationship with Jesus and what you can do in trust? Because I remember yeah. when me going through that phase, uh, it was an emotional process. Oh, it was incredibly emotional. And I think w- one of the things I felt was that when I was in high school, I sort of had been a part of a church, and then my family sort of left that church for whatever reason. And so going into college, I was sort of like, eh, church, like, I don't know. And then I got into college, and then there were all of these different ways to understand the Bible and Christianity. And not even, you just said this, not even that those were bad, but there were just so many different options. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly like having a moment my freshman year when I said, God, how do you handle all of these different options? Like, how do I handle all of these different options Mm. of even just like different worship styles or different... I don't know, even when people have different Bible verses that they love a lot more than others. And how do you say, oh, you really love James 1, 3, and you think that's the best verse in the Bible, but I really love 1 John 6, 2. I don't don't even know if these are real references, which shows you how good my biblical studies education was. Um, But, you know, how do you you reconcile the differences? And I think emotionally... It was hard because it was like, how do I trust God during this time? And like, why do I have to learn these things? Mm-hmm. Um, when what I had seemed so good. And now I'm introducing all of these questions and these differences in opinion. And you just say, well, well what's, the, what's the purpose of learning those? And, and in the moment, I think a lot of my question to God was like, well, why do I need to learn these when I feel so far from you in this time period? Um, when it's like I didn't know where we were going. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people go through that where they ask God questions or they have thoughts or doubts yeah. or things to process. And, and I've typically heard uh, one of two responses, one of which is don't doubt, doubt, don't doubt God, don't ask questions. And it's like, oh, my goodness. So, But without asking questions, you can never place your faith into a more realistic place of your own because you're just following whatever someone else told you to believe as, as opposed to internalizing yeah. it. And so then you're on this track of asking questions and that leads people down this dark hole at times. But mm-hmm. but what do they do with that? Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of when I entered into that place, I talked to a professor. I was like, if what you said at in class is true, I don't know if I can take any of it. Yeah. And he said, hold on there, buddy. Hold on there. You can't just take one class out of context and just throw everything away. Yeah. I remember walking away from that class, really confused, filled with a lot of doubt, but the one thought that held true for me was, well, if this guy who has his PhD in the Bible still believes, and I have like three classes of Bible under my belt, maybe there's more that I don't know. Yeah. And that's actually for a little bit, that's all I had to hold on to was just, mm-hmm. well, maybe I should keep asking questions. And uh, that yeah. really stuck true for me in terms of a process of doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think I had that too. And then it was like, oh, I've got these professors who've done this for a really long time. Like there must be a light at the end of the tunnel. But at that time too, I was also like, I had committed to like going back to one church again. And I was in this life group with people who were different ages than me. Um, and one of them was this really sweet couple and they were probably in their fifties. And I was like, if they can still do it, like I can do it. Like mm-hmm. just like having them in my life as real tangible examples of people who had stuck through hard things with their faith was like, that's what I needed because I couldn't always see what was going on. Mm, I really resonate with that. I, in me processing through doubt, it was attending a church and serving. Yeah. That was yeah. the single most important factor for me getting out of my scholarly head or whatever yeah. and into 
the Bible is true not because I can analyze it and do all these things, but when you interact with people and you interact as the body of Christ in a church, there's a, a way the Holy Spirit moves through that that brings us Absolutely. from our point of doubt and fear to a point of just normalcy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it comes to doubt, though, that that raises a lot of fear because people doubt because they have fear. How do, how does a good God let these things happen? Or how can I really trust God yeah. with my life? So how have you processed through the idea of fear and what that does in doubt? How did that work mm-hmm. for you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long process, first thing. I mean, I don't have all of the answers at all. I know I... I think the first time I really had to reconcile this was my freshman year of college, like we already talked about. And that was like four whole years ago, which is weird to think about. Um, and since then I've like still had to, it's like, oh yes, we're fine. And then it's like, oh no, we're not. And then you have to do it again. Um, but one thing that has helped me a lot is reading some of the wisdom literature in the mm. Bible. Um, so things like Psalms and Lamentations, uh, Proverbs, not so much, but those two specifically. Um, and, like, knowing that the Bible itself contained, like, things that we would consider the Word of God that also have people doubting and asking mm. questions. And then one of the things I love about the Psalms is that you might have a Psalm where it's like, God, like, what's going on? Like, how can you have all of these things happening? But at the end, it's like, oh, but God, you are my strength and you are my refuge and I will trust in you anyway. And I will praise your name. Um, and you see that over and over and over again, that sort of movement from like freaking out and having these big doubts to even sort of being like, but here I are, like, you're my strength and my refuge and this is what we've got and I will trust in you. Um, and that doesn't always make it easier, but for me at least, I think having people who had those sorts of doubts, having those words like encased in yeah. the Bible itself I was like, well, this is something we consider holy and like... You can really hold on to And it. that God has given us mm-hmm. as like, a, th- this is okay. Like, this is something that my people do. And so you can do it too. That's so really cool. And so you found a tangible way for you to hold on to faith as opposed to fear, where oftentimes, mm-hmm. I mean, faith and fear can't coexist. And so if you're leaning yeah. into fear, y- your faith is dwindling. That's different from, fear is different from doubt. Yeah. But when doubt yeah. drives us to fear, it mm-hmm. destroys. When doubt drives us to questions that build up our faith, well, that's, I mean, that's playing to, for God to not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. Like it moves us into this place of uh, of deeper connection with God through the doubt. I think that's something that's that's amazing. You have, have something to hold on to. So... Uh, here's my, my last question. How, how would you invite someone to, to process through their doubt? I think having people around you, um, who can help you through that and people who aren't going to walk away from your relationship when you say, Hey, like, I don't know, this thing happened in my life. I like, I lost a parent. I have this question. I read this book and now I, I don't know what to do. I think having people who say, wow, that's a good question and that's a big thing going on in your life. Let me walk with you through that was really, really important to me. Um, And I think too, this is kind of cheesy, but I've heard it often and I think it's true that like God is big enough to handle those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially like with my example of Psalms and Lamentations, like those are things that happen, that's expected. Um, And I I read a book once, about like the loss of lament. And one of the things that happened, like that the author of that book says is that you, you like lose something in your relationship with God if you don't believe that you can take those doubts to God and to actually like wrestle through them and grapple with them. So I think if you're experiencing any doubts, 
I say is stick with it and like find people you can talk to and don't be afraid to just take them to God. Because um, I definitely believe that God is big enough to to answer them. And even even I think the flip side of that is that sometimes it takes a really long time. Like it's not always easy and you can't always say like, oh God, are you mm-hmm. good? Like what? why did this thing happen? Because you don't always get answers. Yeah. But I think even asking the question of God and of your friends and with people in community um, I think that sets you on the right path to sort of grapple with those things. I'll take that. I'll take that. So as you're processing through your doubt, first of all, feel the freedom to ask questions. And and our encouragement would be don't stop asking questions. Don't stop asking uh, questions. If Jesus is indeed the, the truth, and we believe that he is, as long as you keep asking questions, you'll navigate, and more specifically, he will navigate you closer to himself. So may you stay curious. May you keep doubting in a way that awakens your faith and brings you closer to him. Thanks. Thanks.